Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Good morning and welcome to the Bob and Sherry Show with Bob. If I were an alien, I would go back by now. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, take me up. And Sherry. You know what? Some must suffer so that others may laugh. And now, in the palatial Bob and Sherry Studios... It's Bob and Sherry. It is the gateway to the weekend. Happy Thursday. Oh, we got a good one for you today. Listen, listen, we got small plates coming up. We have a really funny comedian, Tommy Ryman. We're going to talk about what really happened on the very first Thanksgiving. And um, we want to kick the show off with this story that we all read. A doctor, an American doctor, has said, you absolutely should never wear your shoes on in the house. You should take your shoes off the second you come in. And here is what here's what he said. So get ready for and for all of you who don't wear your shoes in the house, this is a glorious day. I want to give you a round of applause. You get to be smug all day long and you get to tell other people about it, okay? The rest of us filthy animals are about to be shocked. This doctor says that not only are you bringing in dirt into your house, but you can track E. coli into your house, which can lead to life-threatening kidney failure. And this, listen, I lost my bonus brother, one of my stepbrothers, a month ago to exactly that. He got E. coli, Mm. it went systemic, and he didn't make it. So this doctor got my attention. He also said, and this is super gross, his name is Dr. Kanal Sood. Um, He's a doctor in Maryland, and he said, do you really want to trudge in fecal matter from a public bathroom? No, sir, I do not. I do not wish to do that. Okay. Like not at all. And, and he went on to say that you can also pick up pesticides, pesticides, which are not good for children or pets or you. And then he said, did you know that the university of Arizona did a a test? 96% of shoes test it, had more bacteria on them than hands and floors. And those pesticides that you're tracking in have hormone disrupting chemicals, not to mention what you're tracking in from walking on public bathroom floors. I think finally, this may be the thing that just has me turning into that person where I don't let anyone wear shoes in my house. How about you? It's it's been around for a while. I uh, dated a really fantastic woman. She was so interesting and she had her own house, a really nice house. And 
I picked up that her ex-husband would not follow her, um, I don't want to say instructions, but uh, her, her personal rules to take off the shoes. And it really ticked her off. So I'm, I'm the new guy, and I come in, and after about one or two visits, I got those vibes. And as soon as I came in, she didn't ask me to take off my shoes. As soon as I came in, I took off the shoes, and it made her smile so big. Because if you are one of these people that does not want outdoor shoes in your house, it's tough. Your friends come over, their kids come over, or whoever comes over, Older people that, you know, can't understand what you're talking about because it's not a part of their generation. And you've got to lay down the rules and it can be kind of awkward. And so I read the same article you read. And then uh, it was suggested that as soon as you uh, walk through somebody's door, look over and see if there's a shoe corral. Because if there is, it's there for a purpose. That It, it got my attention. I, I am a 50-50 guy. Um, sometimes I do it. Sometimes I don't. Mary's pushing me hard because she read the same article. Um, and so I've, I've gone to going to my shoes that I wear around the house because I have kind of flat feet and I need some sort of arch support. This is sexy. I know. Uh, but I take <laughs> off the outside, I take off the outside <laughs> shoes and I wear the house shoes, but even, I hate to say house <laughs> shoes cause it's very close to house coat. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like when I get in the house, I like shoes off, bra off, like all of that stuff, all that outside stuff comes off, but I don't take them off right at the door, right? Which is apparently what we need to do. It I, is. I don't know. Yeah. Cause you're, you're, I mean, you're going, what are you doing? You're, you're walking around, you go to the kitchen, you go to the bathroom, you go downstairs, whatever. Does this fall into the category um, that uh, I'm not saying that Kevin periodically says things to me like, Woman, you need to not be on the internet so much. But does this fall into the category no. of us just being weird? I don't think so. Not anymore. Go to Japan. There, there was, Go to Japan and see how this works out. Oh mm. yeah, you've been there. What is that like? Oh. You t you do not wear your shoes. Oh oh, Kaylee. I mean, it took about three days of her screaming at me. She would go, shoes, daddy, shoes, you know, because I take two steps in. And I mean, when you walk into their house, all the shoes are right there. So you can definitely see it. Yeah, it's just yeah. hard in your head to remember it. But when you go into a restaurant, they have lockers for your shoes in the restaurant. Or Wait, I didn't weddings. know about that. Do tell. I've no, no, more that. details. Oh, yeah. More you details. go to a restaurant. You go to a restaurant in Japan and you walk in. There's cubbies for your shoes. And that they're, they're, that's the bottom line. Work. Do they give you, you like little disposable slipper nope, things? Like nope, nope. You just wear your socks. Everybody has socks. You wear you wear okay. your socks. And if you go to when Kaylee when, when Kaylee was working before she had all the kids, um, when she was working, when she would get to her school or whatever, she would take her shoes off at the door, and then they had like you say slippers, inside slippers that she would put on to wear inside. There's no shoes. There's no shoes going into any restaurant, going into any house. Um, That's not going like to work a, here. <laughs> when you how walk, would you like when to you be the manager? Business, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you like you're right. You're manager right. Yeah. at a sports, yeah. over at a sports bar. <laughs> and you're telling those guys, you got to take those cowboy boots off, sir. I ain't taking them off. I never take them off. That's, but see, that's not, they've yeah. done their culture's that way. They just and that's yeah. And, 
can't, you know. I, think I see idea. it, but I just and I have yeah. some friends. When you get to their house, they will remind you to take your shoes off, which I don't Do mind. Doing yeah. It. yeah, yeah. Bob's yeah. right, though. It's not going to happen here. We're not no. going to see that here. Mm-mm. No, maybe it houses. Maybe house. Maybe. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. We're so thankful for teachers who support, guide, and mentor in and out of the classroom. If you're a teacher or you know one, you can nominate them at bobandsherry.com to win a vacation to Florida. Weekly winners are chosen to win Bob and Sherry swag and nominated to win the monthly grand prize from Visit Florida, a three-night vacation for two to Margaritaville Beach Resort in Fort Myers Beach, plus round-trip airfare and vehicle rental. Nominate a deserving teacher at bobandsherry.com. Okay, you guys, so I finally got around to it. I, I DVR Saturday Night Live every week, and some weeks I don't get to it at all. But I'm a big Timothy Chalamet fan, and he was the host. This is his second or third time hosting. He's very, very good at hosting Saturday Night Live. He's very mm-hmm. naturally funny. And so um, I sent Max part of his opening monologue because I just think you guys are going to get a big kick out of it. Here it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. It is great to be here. It's my second time hosting Saturday Night Live. But, uh, in a lot of ways, it feels like my first time because the last time was during COVID. And that was just weird. You know, I was wearing a mask the whole week. I don't think Lauren Michaels knew who I was. <laughs> Kept calling me Winona. <laughs> but I do feel lucky to be hosting after the SAG strike ended. Because up until two days ago, and I know this is what we were all thinking about, Actors couldn't talk about their movies. The only thing I was allowed to talk about was that I have a commercial coming out. <laughs> it's an ad for a Chanel perfume directed by Martin Scorsese. And let me tell you, when you get that call that Martin Scorsese wants to direct you, the first thing you think is, man, I really hope it's a perfume commercial. <laughs> but now the strike is over, and it's like we're all returning to this magical world. Where actors can once again talk about their projects. <laughs> Come with me, and you'll be in a world of shameless self promotion. It's okay, I can say. That my new film Wonka is out in theaters December 15th, Fandango, keyword, Hugh Grant. Fandango.com, keyword, damn, Hugh Grant got that Oompa Loompa dump truck. (laughs) If you want to view a three and a half hour film, go see Killers of the Flower Moon. Or just wait for part two of Dune. (laughs) Just make sure before to use the bathroom. That's pretty good. That's really good. I'll tell I'm you what. super, super psyched for Wonka because the original Willy Wonka is one of my top five favorite movies of all time, the one with Gene right, Wilder. Right. Yeah. I didn't love the Johnny Depp one, no sir. I didn't either. But I'm hopeful, Lamar, about this one. I'm hopeful. Yes, I feel better about this one. Really do. What were you going to say, Bob? 
I was going to say, movies and uh, recording artists are the only people in the world that get to promote all over the place their projects, their whatever their releases are for free. And people yeah. sit there and they go, oh, there he is. Yeah, I better watch this. It's it's like millions of dollars of free publicity because we just want to see these people. Yeah. It is the craziest thing, isn't it? It is. And that's the only yeah. time you see them, by the way, is when they have something right. to sell. To sell. Which is what yeah. made him calling that out so funny because it's just so true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, we got Morons in the News straight ahead. It's Bob and Cherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't be a moron. With morons in the news. Okay, we're going to open up with our morons of the day today. After being caught fully nude and getting frisky, if you know what I mean, on a Florida causeway in front of other witnesses and children, a woman told the cops, it was always a dream of mine to engage in such a public tryst while her companion, the male, showed no remorse whatsoever. On the side of the causeway, cops found Sarah Fazikas, who is 55 years old, and Robert Clark, who is 60 years old, just having a big old time for themselves. As I said, while she was taken into custody, Sarah stated this was always a dream of mine, referring to having a fantasy of doing something like this by the water, the causeway offering spectacular views of the St. Joseph Sound. Cops say they showed zero remorse that multiple juveniles had witnessed this act. And the guy who is uh, doing this stuff said, and I quote, the children should be at home and not on the causeway. Sir, I would say the same thing to you. If you want to do that, You should be at home and not on the causeway. $50,000 bond, and they are going to court. I mean, I love, you know, who doesn't love romance, okay? Yeah. But y'all, what is it about... Good to have a dream. What is it about the Sunshine State that just inspires people to get it on wherever they happen to be standing? It's closer to the equator. It's closer to the equator. I swear it is. Lamar? A hiker wearing only a cotton hoodie was found alive but very hypothermic after having spent seven hours in a severe sun, uh, snowstorm without food or water in the Colorado Rockies. The hiker was trying to, sum, uh, to summit a 13,000-foot ridge near Mount Princeton, and a dangerous weather moved in. Uh, the Chaffee County Search and Rescue said in a statement, the unprepared hiker had no way to stay warm. With darkness approaching and hypothermia setting in, the individual decided rather than to take the same way down that he took up, he thought the best plan was to bail down an avalanche chute to try to get to the road. The hiker had a phone, but authorities could not obtain the GPS information. After they learned about the situation, a 25-person team was sent out knowing only that the hiker was in avalanche uh, chute east of the lake. The team spotted what appeared to be footprints in the uh, snow, and they came upon what they thought was an unusual-looking rock at 2 a.m. in the morning. 
Upon further investigation, it was determined it was not a rock, but it was the subject sitting upright in a fetal position covered in snow. The team spent three hours warming up the hiker before they got him down uh, to the bottom, and he was able to walk the remaining few feet to an ambulance. This same place, they had found three decomposing bodies of missing hikers. Listen, if you're going to hike, you might want to plan on having some essentials, like maybe navigation, uh, 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 insulation, uh, maybe a flashlight, some food, some water. He goes up with nothing but a hoodie. This is an idiot. It, wow. it is idiot. an idiot. It, doesn't it always just blow your mind when you hear about people that just do the <gasps> the, the most daring things? That That's not against the law, but there's so many nice places to hike. Max hikes every weekend. Yeah. You know, go to a nice state park where there's no avalanche problem. Here's Good what I boy. don't do. I don't hike in heavy snow. I bring right. lots of supplies with me, even for a right. short hike. And I stay yes. to the trail, that marked right. trail. Right, exactly. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Now, the downside on this, I never find, like, grisly remains from a serial killer, but I stay on the trail. Right. Can't have everything. (laughs) Let me, um, as we wrap up Morons in the News, let me give a big old shout-out and all the love to the Riverside, California Fire Department. A horse fell into a canal in Riverside and became stranded. So the fire department came and there's the horse and it's stuck in the canal and it doesn't know what to do. So they get a they get a horse veterinarian and the vet comes and they said the vet said, "Well, if we're going to rescue this horse, I'm going to have to give it some some sedatives because otherwise it's going to thrash." So they sedate the horse and then the firefighters put straps underneath the horse's tummy and then they used a crane to lift the horse out of the water. And once the animal was back on the ground, um, the vet checked and made sure that the horse was fine. And then they released the horse back to the owner. It took hours to do, but it is awesome to behold. And they saved that sweet horse who probably, when he woke up from the sedatives, was like, what happened? I dreamed I was flying. (laughs) Right. That's more odds in the news for today. We got Bob and Sherry's small plates coming up comedian Tommy Ryman the very first Thanksgiving what really happened and it ain't what they taught us in school it's Bob and Sherry at the Bob and Sherry store we know the holidays are coming don't wait till the last minute then you'll straight be bumming with scones so good that the owner's not modest that's why her name is the scone goddess delicious scone so easy to make you'll see what we mean Anyone can make them. Just add some cream. The Bob and Sherry store is really the bomb. Find it open 24-7 at BobandSherry.com. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at BobandSherry.com. If you had told me uh, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, maybe 25 years ago, that the Beatles and the Rolling Stones would have the number one records in the world, I would have said there is absolutely no way. There is no way, but that has happened. The Rolling Stones have the number one album in the world, and the Beatles' Now and Then song is the number one single. Here's Jagger. I never caught you no problem. 
It's pretty good. I mean, it's a it's a real song. It's it's got a hook, the whole thing, and the Beatles record is amazing too. I just am blown away that they were able to do that. This guy is 80 years old. 80 years old, and he's still out there doing that thing. He runs back. How to even say this? Um, He runs back. We say he's 80 years old, and he's doing this because for him. Being 80 years old is just like a demographic fact. It's not a limitation. It's true. Yeah. And they asked him, how do you do it? And, you know, he said, you know, to be honest with you, it's mostly genetics. I mean, he's careful about what he eats and all of that, but he said it's mostly genetics. And I suppose that's true. I just never thought that we would see this again. It is so mind-blowing. And if you hate baby boomers, it's a bad week (laughs) because... For at least a couple of weeks, these guys are at the top of the charts. So there it is. Now and then, the Beatles and Angry from Happy Diamonds, the Rolling Stones. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. You know, after being with my wife, Carla, for over 20 years, it has dawned on me that I cannot get from point A to point B without her giving me driving instructions. I mean, I get a lot of driving instructions. I mean, it's like we're driving down the road, and she's like, people are breaking in front of us. I see the brake lights. Do you see the brake lights? Uh, oh, there's a car beside us. You see this car? There's a car beside us. Uh, there's a car behind us. If we had to stop right now, could they stop? Or are they going to hit us in the back? There's a stop sign coming up. Hey, the light. It's red. It's red. Do you see it? You know, it's great. The light is green. Why are you waiting? Why don't you go? Go. The light's green. What? We've got the camper behind us. Watch. It's going to swing out. It's going to hit a car. we got to be careful. There's a car behind us again. You need to get in the right lane. Why are you in the slow lane? Oh, my gosh. The people behind us, are they ever going to be able to stop? This is a constant. Then, then it's like, are you awake? Your eyes look tired. Are you awake? And then she starts asking me about the uh, uh, how many chickens are in China. Stupid questions to try to keep me awake or whatever. And so we wind up spending a lot of miles not talking. Because it's irritating. So this past weekend, we went down to visit my son, Jared, and and, uh, he's a couple of hours away from the house. And so we're driving back, and I was getting ready to change lanes. And Carla says, there's a car beside us. (laughs) I had seen the car many miles back, okay? I had seen the car. I knew the car was there. Even our car has those things that flash when there's a car beside you. And But instead of saying... Oh my gosh, Carla, I've got eyes. I can see the car. Do you think I'm blind or just stupid? I mean, you know what? I mean, I can drive. Instead of doing that, this time, I did some thinking before I spoke. Mm -hmm. And I said, thank you so much for your help. I appreciate it. Ooh, she was completely stunned. She (laughs) She goes, what did you say? I said, Thank you so much for helping me. I said, you know what? It's like we're partners in this thing, and four eyes are better than two eyes. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. She's just, she don't know what to do now. I mean, she does not know what to do. And she said, she goes, well, well, thank you for saying that. And and listen, I don't want to get ahead of myself. (laughs) My marriage has reached a turning point. I think I have learned after all of this time, just shut up and say thank you 
<laughs> you know that is that's a I'll unique let you know in a month. husband response. Please do. This is genius. That this yeah. is actually genius. I'm the yeah. Carla in our family, though. I am the Carla in our family. Uh, she drives that, with, with a with a lead foot. Mary drives with a lead foot, <laughs> and she will come in hot at a red light. And I'm I'm. She's going. You're pumping the phony brakes again over there. You're pumping the phony brakes. I know because you cut. And it, it makes me so uncomfortable, and I don't know why. And you know what she she'll do when I when I say, you know, you're going eighty, and this is uh, a thirty in a in a speed zone, uh, and she'll say, "Who here has never gotten a ticket? Me. Who here has never been in an accident? Me." And just shuts me right down. I, you know, Kevin gives me Kevin gives me grief, and I'm like, yeah, gosh, wow. That pile of traffic tickets and wrecks and all that I don't have. Like that's come what Mary on. does. Yeah. Come on. And and you give me grief about having a filthy car. My car is spotless. I right. had a filthy car when I was Thank driving you. the mom van and taking right. my kids to volleyball and dance. But well, now that I have my own car, that thing is spotless. And I'm I sorry, wanted, I want to see how Kevin, long. Go ahead how long it's going to stay spotless. Well, we're in year three, so I feel kind of good about it going forward. But listen, he'll, we'll be whipping around and he's driving his truck and he plays his music really, really loud. He plays his music so loud that two days ago we were on our way somewhere together and my daughter called and Kevin was blasting Donna Summer's I Feel Love at peak volume, <laughs> which is so random. It you is. can't. There's no way you could make it up because it's so it's freaking random. And, <laughs> yeah. and I'm chatting with Olivia. You know, we're talking about Thanksgiving and all. And, and she goes, Mom, wait, where are you? Are you at like Spencer Gifts? <laughs> what? No, I'm in Kevin's truck. He goes, she goes, Kevin's listening to electronic dance music. I'm like, no, girl, that's Donna Summer. I feel love. So he's dry and he's whipping in and out of traffic like we're the stars of the fast and the furious costco edition okay and i'm over here in the passenger seat like oh yeah yeah i'm not gonna say a word because i know how irritating it is when you talk smack to me while i'm driving but i find that y'all y'all are as guilty of whatever you accuse your partner your spouse of and that's why I no that's nothing. not true that's not true. I am a very safe driver. You know what she loves to do? If we have two cars and we have we have to take two for whatever reason, I hate to do that, but we're going uh, like three you. hours away. She takes off, and or uh, you know <laughs> the, the up, worst Max. is when when I take off first. Like I'm about ten minutes before her, but she's at the destination before me, and I know that she gets out of that car and runs inside. So now I don't, I don't know when she got there, but she just why loves people. Why does anyone who has ever listened to this show get married or even I go on no a idea. date? My God, we don't make it look I have no good. Idea. I have no Crank idea. up these jams. That's right. He's weaving in and out of traffic. You know why? You know why? Because Costco might run out of bagels. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard this song in a while. I can't believe that the sheriff likes this, to be honest with you. Oh, my life is so bizarre, y'all. It's Bob and Sherry. Small Plates is sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts, your professional parts people. It is time now for Bob and Sherry's Small Plates. A divorce 
could be the key to living happily ever after. 40% of divorcees said their health improved and 53% reported their financial situation got better. We often get a better bedroom experience and we go on to better vacations often. More than half of divorcees experienced post-traumatic growth, which I have never heard of before, but that is defined as a positive psychological change, post-traumatic growth. You know, I kind of fit into this because my life got better. I'm not saying anything about the ex. I'm just saying after a few months, my life got better. Sherry predicted that it would. I don't think it's that way for everybody. I have a good gig, and so that helped out an awful lot. But um, for for some people, it's just the key to getting where you want to go. I think it's very sad. I don't uh, yeah. encourage people to get divorced if they uh, can put it together. But I think it's interesting that the post-traumatic growth thing is well, uh, part of this equation. Not, of course, to speak about you specifically, because we would never want to hurt anybody's no. feelings. No. But for, for some people that are in a relationship where they are not loved or valued that is corrosive that drips on you like a poison and so to get out of that to just be neutral you're no longer a a resentful burden for someone and also again not to talk about you specifically bob but for some people leaving a marriage means they'll actually finally get as many as two meals per day there you go (laughs) it's positive right and whoever she's referring to, enjoy life. So just, Continue. Yeah, it's just vague. All right, here's our next plate here. A cure for baldness may be on the horizon. Scientists say a patch created by AI could help people reclaim their lost hair. Uh, it was tested in China on mice, and these mice started growing hair in 13 days. I predict if this is real if it really comes to market it'll be bigger than viagra what do you wow. think wow i no, completely I don't know, agree well, yeah. because you know men aren't the only people with hair loss a lot of no, women that's right. have it too that's right this that's could right. be totally life-changing for people right exactly a maryland husband has created a taylor swift jar for his wife this maryland man has had it with his wife constantly talking about taylor swift So he's created an amusing incentive to stop. Dan Rice created a Taylor Swift jar. Dana Rice has to drop 25 cents into it every time she mentions Tay. That's what I call her, by the way. I call her Tay. Um, If there's any mention of Travis, that counts too. Dana's already put in two rolls of quarters in the jar, so it's not really working. I think that guy... (laughs) I think that guy has a good sense of humor. I'm just going to be honest. I Listen, I think he has a great sense of humor, but you know what? 25 cents is, is a small price to pay to be able to talk about Taylor Swift as many times a day as constantly, I do. Constantly, so. constantly. Now, if you, if you do not have a place to go on Thanksgiving, I have now the fast food restaurants that are open for Thanksgiving. And I admit... It will be a sad Thanksgiving for you if you walk into one of these places and you are alone. But here they are. They're open on Thanksgiving. Applebee's, it's not really fast food. Burger King, Cracker Barrel is, 
Duncan, Firehouse Subs, Mickey D's, Popeyes, Sonic, Subway, and Wendy's. You know how many That's years ago it's not it's not been very many where all of these places closed down. Yeah. Three years ago. You would, I, you would you'd drive by a McDonald's and you'd look over and it would be so weird in the middle of the day that the lights are off. I'm glad that places are open. House. Yeah, I'm glad places are open, but I'm kind of really not because I'm sad for yeah. the employees that mm-hmm. have to go stand there and work and not have Thanksgiving with their families. I have a guy who owns a restaurant, and we were talking about this a couple of years ago, and, and he said that he was he, he has an Italian restaurant. And I said, so uh, you're taking the day off? And he said, no, we're going to be open. People have changed. And he said, and I predict that we will be open on Christmas Day within five years. So that's about three years from now. We'll see. We will see. It, It just doesn't seem right on these two holidays. And maybe that's just because, you know, tradition. I'm used to tradition. And there's just something kind of interesting that they're closed. But... They, uh, they are open. The only one I don't see up here is uh, Chick-fil-A. I don't think Chick-fil-A is Oh, you can way. bet on that. You no way. You can bet on yeah, that. That's no right. Way. So there it is. Oh, open restaurants for you. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by the Banana Republic. It is time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Tommy Ryman. It's amazing, though, just like technology and everywhere and, and like the future of what we can do. Like now you can order any food you want and it will come to you. Isn't that amazing? Whatever you want and you just get it. Like any like with all the different food order places, you just whatever you want and somebody will bring it to you. It's amazing. Because before, for like 150 years, you could just order pizza. That was the only place that figured out how to deliver food. For some reason, they found the technology early. They were like, yeah, you just put it in a box, and then you bring it to the person. And then other food places were like, that'll never work. That's... And then, and then like 2017 rolled around, and they're like, oh, yeah, you just put it in a box, and you bring it to them. It works. Yeah, just don't put the chicken in a pizza box. You just get a different size box. Totally works. <laughs> but pizza, they're always one step ahead on technology. They always are. They're like, because my favorite place to order from is Domino's. Yeah, I like to order there because they have the pizza tracker. Oh, yeah. The pizza tracker is amazing. They, uh, it, when you order your pizza, they go, now go check the tracker. And it's just a thing online that just gives you step-by-step instruction of what's happening to your pizza. It's incredible. So you order the pizza, and then you look at the tracker, and it'll be like, John just put the toppings on your pizza. He's pretty excited about it. <laughs> I'm like, way to go, John. Thanks for doing that. Oh, you're the best, John. And then a little later, you check in, it'll be like, Luis, just put your pizza in the oven. It's bubbly hot. I'm like, oh, that's fantastic, Luis. Thank you for doing that. I don't know why John could have done that, but I'm glad you're in the game. I'm not going to tell you how to run this business. And then it's like, Sarah's on the way with your pizza. Like, I can't wait to meet Sarah. This is going to be fantastic. I'm going to ask her about Luis and John when she gets here. I really want updates on those guys. A funny thing about Domino's, though, they, they have a rule where you can order, you can only order 25 marinara packets. <laughs> that's the cutoff, 25. They had a meeting at corporate. They're like, that's enough for a human, 25. 
25 Mariner packets is plenty. But the weird thing is, you don't have to order a pizza. You can just order marinara packets. That's the thing you can do. Yeah, the tracker changes a little bit, though. It's like, John's putting your marinara packets in a bag right now, and he's a little confused, not gonna lie. Sarah's on the way to the, your house with the marinara packets, and she's thinking about making some changes in her life. She might go back to school. And you just gotta answer the door of the mason jar, like, here we go, fill her up. <laughs> that is comedian Tommy Ryman, and we will post that up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Just click the menu tab and look for Everyone Needs a Laugh. And isn't that so true? Like, do you remember during peak pandemic lockdown, people were ordering things to be delivered that you would never have thought to get delivered? That's like, true. Who would get a pork chop and an ice cream sundae delivered? That's what it's people true. were doing during lockdown. Know. You know, you know, you had the food that was delivered to your neighbor, and they started eating the food. I had that happen here. They delivered Mexican. They they had our apartment number. I, I, I it wasn't our name. We didn't know how to track it down or anything else. The food was there. What was I supposed to do? Throw the food out? So no. of course not. So we ate the food, and um, and it was good. It was really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's there's nothing more Somebody delicious than surprise. It. It's dinner that you didn't pay for. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. I saw two things online very early this morning that caught my eye. Um, the first one, let me, let me just say, I've never been a great speller. So in some ways, I feel for this guy. Not in all ways. But this guy, he was evidently driving past some sort of a demonstration. And uh, he's in a sedan. He rolled down the window. And he's got this great big yellow sign. And it's on a stick. And it says, respect our country. Speak English. Except our is A-R-E. Respect <laughs> our country. Speak English. You know, you just want to say, man. Can I have the T-shirt, please? <laughs> yeah, right. I know. <clears throat> the other thing is, and I, this makes me sad. According to this little study, nearly half of women today called Karen have thought of changing their name because of its reputation today of being called a Karen. I thought about that as I watched the whole Karen thing, you know, grow over the last what would you say three years i just thought you know if you're karen and you're being introduced at a party maybe a guy's had a drink or two oh i know who you are yeah you're a half of them according to this have said you know i think i may change my name that's it's kind of sad isn't that's it too bad yep. yeah yeah because karen is I... karen's a classic name we you and i know a couple of karens Give me an example of another name that's been so savagely hijacked. I can't think of one right off the top of my head. The only thing I can think of is like Hitler or something like that, you know? Do you know what? It, it's all of the intonation of the name now. You guys know a couple of Karens, and you also know a couple of Karens. Karens, yeah. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. It is true. And I wonder, is that ever going to wear out where it just goes away? I hope it does for their sake. It may take a while, though. It's pretty. 
instilled in the American psyche. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. It is Bob and Sherry's Talk Back Time, where we listen to the thoughts of our listeners. We'd love to have you join us. You can call 844-52-SHERRY. That's S-H-E-R-I. Or you can go wherever you get your apps. Get the Bob and Sherry app and hit the little microphone and just speak into it. And here we go. Hey, Bob and Sherry. This is Mary, quote, unquote. Been out with the girls enjoying adult beverages tonight. And on my way home with my DD, we realized that I, I was like, hey, let's listen to Bob and Sherry's podcast today. And after that, and then you started talking about uh, starfish and brains and blah, blah, blah. I realized, hey, I can't hang on to this. So you turned to some stupid ass station. But then I realized that Bob and Cherry is equivalent to NPR because I listen to NPR regularly and then y'all secondly. So you might talk about yourself being a silly little thing, but really you're NPR number two. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much. You know, um, we have been called number two in a variety of ways over the years. But never so nicely as this. Never so um, nicely as that. You know, it is funny. He, I, I run into people all the time that say, um, I listen to you, sometimes number one, but I'll go over to NPR once in a while. And, and I say, why do you come back? And they said, there's only so much trekking on Lake Titicaca with a behind the scenes look at how they make the reed boats that I can deal with. And then I have to get something that's lighter. Well, the thing that her friend couldn't handle, do you remember we were talking about how like all of us our whole lives thought starfish didn't have a head, but it turns out they have a head and a brain in each arm and in the center, which is fascinating. But as I say Mm -hmm. it out loud, there's this little voice in my head going, Oh yeah, girl, that is kind of NPR, isn't it? <laughs> you know what? I'll t- let me tell you something. Yeah, um, we do not talk down on this show to anybody. No. We no. don't do like you know. Oh, how to tell if a man likes you? Like if you can't tell if a man likes you, we can't help you. You know, like that's something you need to figure it out by now. So yeah, actually, I think I think two years ago I did a bit called I I did do a bit called how to tell if a man likes you. So. Right. We, so we did it two years ago. It's yeah, done. Right. Do we have another That's one, right. Max. Hey, Bob, Sherry, Max, uh, Lamar and Doc was just listening to your episode from yesterday, Tuesday. And Bob is talking about um, him and Mary cooking together and how he kind of enthusiastically said, hey, we're cooking as a couple. And um, y'all gave him a hard time about it. Honestly, I, I love the energy, Bob. Keep that energy going. If my husband would have said that to me, I would have been like, yeah, we are. Teamwork makes the dream work. And I probably would have smacked him on the butt. So love the energy. Keep bringing that light, Bob. I love it. Don't let them give you a hard time. Don't let them kill your light. <laughs> love the show. Love y'all. I, I'm going to say that to Mary. I'm going to say teamwork makes the dream work. She's going to love it. <laughs> She's going to hit me. It. Are you kidding Hey, listen, I, listen, you're bringing the light, Bob, the light. I, I yeah. never really thought about it that way, but yes, you bring well, it the Well, it kind of offends me. Like Up until now, you never thought about my bringing the light all these bringing years. Bringing the light. Bring, there's other things been, you bring, too. Oh, you bring other yeah. things, yeah. Yeah, yeah what yeah. would they be well, the off the top so of your many. head? So many. 
I mean, I, so listen, many. you know how you, you I have, know how you are. I have a lot of time. You don't like attention. Yeah. You don't like mm-hmm. being the center of attention and you hate when mm-hmm. people give you compliments. It makes you feel uncomfortable. So we're yeah. just going to honor that right here and now. Yeah. I, I like being the uh, center of attention and I like compliments. So, um, oh, no. You're, no, more, you're, you're too mistaken. humble for that, Bob. Keep that. Yeah, you're, you're, too you're the humblest. I am. Yeah. You're humble. Um, okay. You're humble. I'm learning a lot here. Yeah. <laughs> and evidently you're bringing the light. You're bringing and thanks for the helping, light. Thanks for helping me to, to know all of this because. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> and we're extinguishing your here, life. I'd slap you on the butt. I'd slap you on the butt <laughs> if you were close. Uh, thank you, folks. Thank you very much for your comments. We love it. Once again, it's 844-52-SHERRY. Be on the show. Something going on in your life. Forget the Bob and Sherry app and leave us a message. This is Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. This is going to be kind of an interesting Thanksgiving. It's one week away, of course. And this year, Hampton is going to bring for, I think, just one day, maybe two days, his girlfriend from college to our house. Yeah. And uh, I have not met her. Mary has not met her. We've never talked to her. And Hampton is so lucky because I'm not that father or that stepfather that will look at young people and immediately say what they're thinking, even if it's going to make people uncomfortable. We all know that guy where, you know, you bring um, your let's say you're a young woman, you bring your boyfriend in. And there he is, there's the father, or it could be an uncle or a grandfather sitting over there in the lazy boy. And he says, so, so who are you dating, huh? Wow. I've never seen a real man wear an earring before. You know, I'm not that guy. Um, and I know that the likelihood of his girlfriend, um, she's got to be, what, 21, something like that. The likelihood that she's got tats and um, uh, a nose ring is pretty high, but I am so white bread and I am so used to hosting because of this radio show that I won't, I'll see it, you know, for two days, I'll make no comment about it. I'll smile. And, um, he's just lucky that I'm not that guy that's going to say, Oh, I'll tell you what, you know, some religions, they wouldn't bury you if you had tattoos on your arm. I'm not that guy. You can I you can bring home anyone. I do not understand anyone welcoming a guest into their home and then making them feel embarrassed and uncomfortable. What what is that behavior? Like let's say, you know, He's you're a jackass. Let's say or she, <laughs> let's say your kid brings home a friend from school, maybe they're dating, mm-hmm. maybe they're not. And this kid is not to your like not your taste they dress in a way you don't really understand maybe they have uh, you know five piercings on one ear Mm -hmm. keep your thoughts to yourself why in the world would you make somebody uncomfortable like that that's terrible terrible madison had a boyfriend madison had a boyfriend once and this was during the summertime and uh he came to stay with us great guy really really nice guy but he was kind of a surfer dude he fished and kind of a surfer dude. And he came to the dining room table with shorts and no shirt on. You know me. You know, I mean, we it's not like we're going to put on a tuxedo every night. But I got a man. I mean, this guy's a grown-ass man across the table. 
and he doesn't have a shirt. Well, that's, that is not that's appropriate. Different. I ignored that's it. Different. I ignored it. I, I said nothing. That's not like you were you not were you raised by wolves? Like you don't show up for some dinner at anybody's house without your all your clothes on. Come on. I know. I'm surprised now, Mary have, didn't. What would you have said, Lamar? What would you have said? If I'm if if I'm in the house and Uncle What's his name? Because because I'm like you, Bob. I am the most welcoming host ever. I, I am. Mm-hmm. I am. I am. I am. Mm-hmm. If Uncle Billy's thinking he's going to be funny and he's going to mm-hmm. say something like that to a guest that has walked into my house and he's sitting at my table, mm, I don't know exactly what the circumstance will be, but my first thought would be, and my first thing coming out of my mouth is Uncle Billy. After so and so, so and so, something about his, I, I would find something so derogatory to crucify him and say, You're going to talk to, you know, no, oh, no, no, no. You did see, he's this trying to make this, yeah, 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 yeah. He's trying to make this person feel uncomfortable. I'm going to show right. Uncle Billy what uncomfortable really, really, really feels like. And I'm not going to let up for two or three good solid minutes. I'm, I'm going and to this is what him. makes a great memory at Thanksgiving, folks. Oh, yeah. Yes, it will. Oh. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. In fact, I may say, hey, Uncle Billy, how about you get your fat ass up and let the guests sit down? Because that's a better seat. You go, in the <laughs> living, you go to the kids' table, something. I'm not letting it go. I'm not letting it go. Yeah. Not at my house. Yeah. Not, and and I'll be honest, if I'm in Uncle Billy's house, I may have to say this because I can't stand to see somebody picked on because I know what I know. it's like to go. I've told you the story. I go in my girlfriend, her, her dad, Romeo Adams, the whole big deal. I'm sitting at the dinner table. The first time I've met the whole family and her older brother goes and I we just had our albums come out and I was picked as the funniest. And he goes, I see uh, in the album you got picked as the funniest person in school. How about say something funny for us, buddy? Hate That's that. a terrible place to be. I would never terrible. want somebody to feel that way. It's a terrible place to be. It's right. a terrible place right. to be. So no, Just, no, 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 no. You, your guest is your guest. I don't care what they're doing. Right. Your guest is and your it, guest. It's especially true if they're kids. And I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. Hampton's 21 year old girlfriend does yes. not. This you don't gang up like the pat. First of all, you're the host. You're the parents of the guy she's dating or that he's dating or whatever. Yeah. The power yeah. differential is insane. This person right. is already away from their own people at a holiday, and you're going to yeah. act like a tool? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-uh. And, and, you know, for all I know, she comes walking through the door looking like Sandra D. I, I, I you know, I, I have no idea, but... Um, it doesn't I'm, matter. She, she is Sandra D. When she gets to yeah. your house, she is to be treated yeah. like Sandra D. That's exactly yeah. right. That's right. That's exactly That's right. right. It's Bob and Cherry. Can You Believe This is sponsored by The Crown on Netflix. Part one of The Crown's final season is now streaming. Part two premieres December 14th only on Netflix. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I don't believe this shit. I cannot believe this One week from today, we will gather around our tables and celebrate Thanksgiving with our family and friends tell you what happened at the first Thanksgiving. Let me tell you how we know. There was a man named Edward Winslow, and he was one of the people who sailed from England to the New World on the Mayflower. There were only about 100 passengers on that ship. When they landed in 1620, they found it Plymouth Colony in Massachusetts. And the man they elected governor in 1621 was named William Bradford. And he wrote 
briefly of the very first Thanksgiving in his history of the colony. So this is a first-person account that we know, although we continue to debate this because I guess we just can't take the man at his word. But here's what it was. It was meant to celebrate a successful harvest because it was hard crossing the Atlantic in the Mayflower. And these were the Puritans, you know, they were a joyless lot to begin with. <laughs> well, then they, <laughs> there they are. You know, they got they got no, they got nothing. They got to build structures, and they've got to find fresh water, and they've got to hunt game, and they have to figure out what to plant and what will grow. And they had that successful harvest, and they celebrate it for three days with games, and military exercises, and feasting, and a lot of very thoughtful diplomacy between the colonists and the indigenous people that were already here when the Mayflower landed. So about 50 of the colonists attended the first Thanksgiving. There were 22 men, four married women, and more than 25 children and teenagers. These were the folks who made it through that first winter in the new world, and it was harsh. An epidemic of diseases swept through the new Plymouth colony and took the lives of almost half of the original settlers. Did you know that? No. Like, we don't know this. We're so busy making turkeys on construction paper out of our hands that nobody ever taught us that almost half of the passengers on the Mayflower died. 78% of the women who came on the Mayflower died during the first winter. So this celebration, this Thanksgiving, was not just celebrating the harvest. It was celebrating the fact that they were alive. Now, they were outnumbered at the feast, two to one, by their Native American friends and neighbors because, of course, there were only about 50 colonists left, most of them men and children. So we don't really know how it came to be that the indigenous people joined them for this feast, but they did. And they helped show them how to plant corn and some other things that would give them a fighting chance of having enough food to make it through the next winter. They didn't call it Thanksgiving that first time, but it was a really important part of the day, especially for the pilgrims because they had come to the New World in search of religious freedom. That is freedom to practice their religion because that's what America is. We're free to practice our religion, even if it's a different religion from our neighbors. I think sometimes we forget that, especially lately in this era of division and social media. But they gave thanks to their God, and the Native people also gave thanks, and everybody um, joined together, went hunting, or they went fishing, and they picked and found plants, and they cooked so that they could all sit down together. They had venison, and they had fish, and they had some native plants, cabbage and carrots that they were able to grow, cucumbers, leeks, and parsnips. Um, and there were lots of native wild plants that they discovered for the first time, including cranberries and Concord grapes and walnuts and chestnuts. Pumpkin pie, of course, impossible because they weren't eating pumpkins yet and they didn't have ovens. And it was a really joyous day. But it took everybody, the children, the unmarried men, all hands on deck to prepare that feast 
for that many people for the very first Thanksgiving. And that's a very different picture than the one we all grew up learning in school. Nobody told us that only 100 people came over on the Mayflower. Half of them didn't make it through the first winter. So they had a lot to be thankful for. And if they had only known that someday their descendants would be eating miniature marshmallows on their sweet potatoes, <laughs> six kinds of pie, and then falling asleep in a food coma in front of a football game on TV, they would have been even happier. And that, you know kids, what the, is the true story of the first Thanksgiving. Do you know what the Indians... Uh, Ancestor, what they say about their ancestors, is they call that an error in judgment. They well, had a chance. <laughs> well, they should have looked at them with the clothing, the black clothing, with the you know yeah. the the, yeah. the buckle hats and everything. I'm going. I don't know if we want to mess with these people. And no. I know before anybody tells me, I know they didn't really dress that way. Oh, I'm sure we'll be hearing about this. <laughs> hear about everything. You know, they didn't dress that way. You know, it's just a, you know. And I'm just, I'm just going to tell y'all that if y'all don't behave, not only am I going to turn this car around, take everybody back home, but we're going to do every single show on the beauty of mayonnaise, okay? <laughs> because the only people that complain about that are the Miracle Whip folks, and they are a minority. They should be a minority. They should be. You know what? You know what, Lamar, when it comes to Miracle Whip, there are none so blind as those who will not see. Oh, we can, God is all so we good. can do is hope that they come to the light of Dukes. Helmets, even. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can't get to Dukes, there's still helmets. That's there's right. helmets. Uh, hey, baby steps. So we'll go ahead and post this up and. Um, Next Thursday, when you sit down to that giant, overwhelming feast, spare a thought for the first Thanksgiving, how hard it was, and how thankful they were. It's Bob and Sherry. On the current episode of the True Weird Stuff Podcast. Is it the spirit of a person who has died, but for whatever reason can or won't leave the physical world behind? Or is it something else, something even harder to imagine, like an entity from another dimension or a parallel universe. The heavens unleashed a downpour. Rain pounded the roof, sluiced off the windows, and the neighbors and friends of Dr. and Mrs. Wilson, who'd gathered for the occasion, were all soaked from their bonnets to their boots. They assembled in the upstairs hallway, encircling the metal casket that held the remains of Aesop Wilson. One of the families present for the seance brought with them their young daughter. The child, just five years old, later described being held on her father's lap, clinging in fear to the lapels of his wet woolen coat. Decades later, that child, grown and a married woman, recounted the events of that evening. In the darkness of that upstairs hall, the Kegwins called for the spirit of Aesop Wilson. The group waited in the dim silence, hearing only the sounds of their own breathing and the storm outside still lashing the house. And then it happened, a voice faint and muffled. They say the sounds seemed to hover over the bent form of Sophia Wilson. Trembling, the grieving mother called out, Who is this? Who is this talking? This is Issa 
mother. Those present that strange evening in 1873 were convinced that mother and son had somehow been reunited. A new episode drops tomorrow of the True Weird Stuff podcast. Listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and the free Bob and Sherry app. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. We are glad to be back with Passenger in England. We're here in the U.S. His new album is called Songs for the Drunk and Brokenhearted. You learn classical guitar at a young age and around 14 to 15 started to write songs. You did not apply yourself at school in Brighton (laughs) and spent time making music. You know what? I think it's a really tough time for a lot of kids around, you know, like you're going from being a kid and into an adult that's a painful uh, experience for a lot of people I think and I think it just got to the stage where I, I felt so good when I was writing songs and, and performing and mm-hmm. I, I knew that I I'd found yeah what I what, what I was passionate direction. about yeah I think so yeah. and and something exactly. that I, I really wanted to apply myself f- uh, to yeah. you know so I think yeah. um I dropped out of school when I was 17 and that was kind of a difficult time for my, my parents. I think, oh, you know, yeah. if your teenage son yeah. comes up, comes and says he's dropping out of school and becoming a musician, it's probably a worry for most people. I get that. Um, but I think yeah. as soon as they saw that I was serious about it and that I was working really hard and uh, I think, I think they've yeah. been super supportive with it really. So you, you were, you were busking, which if people don't, who don't know that term, that's a, that's a street musician basically. So if you were doing that one year, what within the last two or three years when you broke big, what was the greatest moment on stage where you said, I, I just can't believe I'm appearing here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult to kind of boil it down to one moment. I mean, there's been, a, there's been several pinch myself moments, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, as you say, I started as a street musician, so that you know that can that can be anything from playing to a couple of um, pensioners in the rain, uh, or it can be you know a little a little group of people or a pub or whatever. And you know, suddenly when Let Her Go got big, I was I was playing to fifty, sixty thousand people all over all over the world at these amazing festivals, and I was wow. you know on TV shows, and it it was just a very very surreal moment when that kind of flipped from from you know my reality just completely changed overnight really did you ever have um like an overt conversation with your parents about how see i did apply (laughs) myself it did work out (laughs) luckily i I don't think i needed to have that conversation it was it was good they're they're very proud and they're yeah i mean it it could have it could have gone any number of ways i feel I, i feel very lucky that it's uh that it's ended up in in this direction yeah well, Speaking of that song, could you uh, honor us with? Uh... I would love to. I would absolutely love to. Yeah, this is this is let Great. her go. Well, you only need the light when it's burning low. Only miss the sun when it starts to snow. Only know you love her when you let her go Only know you've been high when you're feeling low Only hit the road when you're missing home Only know you love her when you let her go And you let her go Well, 
Staring at the bottom of your glass Hoping one day you'll make a dream last Dreams come slow and go so fast You see it when you close your eyes Maybe one day you'll understand why Everything you touch surely dies Cause you only need the light when it's burning low Only miss the sun when it starts to snow Only know your lover when you let her go Only know you've been high when you're feeling low Only hit the road when you're missing home Only know your lover when you let her go Staring at the ceiling in the dark Same old empty feeling in your heart Love comes slow and it goes so fast Well you see it when you fall asleep But never to touch and never to keep Cause you loved her too much and dive too deep Cause you only need the light when it's burning low Only miss the sun when it starts to snow Only know you love her when you let her go Only know you've been high when you're feeling low Only hate the road when you're missing home Only know you love her when you let her go When you let her go Oh my gosh. Can I just tell you, that is one of the high points of the past 11 and a half months for me. Thank you so much for persevering through all the technical problems and singing for us and for everyone listening right now. You have made a lot of people so happy today. It's it's been a real pleasure. And can I uh, just thank you for the support as well. You know, it means an awful lot. Uh, for me to get my music played in in the states it's uh it's a bit of a dream so thank you so much for for playing my music and for having me on today i really appreciate it i can't wait till you can get back on the road and we can get back out to see you perform live and the end is in sight and you're right there's so much reason for hope and i'm super excited to have your brand new music songs for the drunk and brokenhearted which as bob pointed out you know we fall into both categories that's right (laughs) Uh, all all the best people do (laughs) we are giant giant fans thank you again passenger passengermusic.com we'll post some links up on our facebook and on our website fantastic take care this is bob and sherry the bob and sherry website the oddcast contest info bob and sherry.com well lamar i know like many people you would like to live a really long time and Maybe even forever. You're a man who enjoys his yes. life. Is that fair? Yes. You really enjoy yes. being alive. So um, what do you think the chances of you living another 52 years are? I mean, they're not. it's not impossible, right? Medical science. No, but they're, they're slim. They're slim. I need to pick up my walking a little bit if I hope to make another yeah. 50 years. It's, yeah, yeah, they're slim. Well, when I share this with you, you're not going to want to make it another 50 years, my friend. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> you're going to you're going to be like, "Lord, feel free to go ahead and take me about 6 months before this happens." So, here we go. Um, OpenAI's ChatGPT was asked a very interesting question, and it said, um, "Hey, what do you think what do you think the people are going to be eating 
um, in the future. And Chat GPT AI um, crunched the numbers and ran all the calculations and said, uh, most of the people in the world will be vegans by 2075. And I know, Lamar, you're not keen mm. on that. Mm. Now, listen, listen, listen. I don't want to hear the conversations that we will have. That many people trying to tell each other that they're vegan. That's a lot of talking. That's, that's a lot, lot of talking. Of talking. Now, gosh. now, by this point, um, these there'll be like uh, plant-based meat substitutes. So you'll be able to have, you know, meat in quotes. It'll just be made out of plants. How did chat GPT get here? Well, it looked at um, Gen Z's and millennials who are much more likely to eat uh, diets heavy in plant foods than, you know, baby boomers or what's left of the greatest generation. And so uh, chat GPT said that, the term flexitarian is going to be very common in just a handful of years, 2027, as more people around the world begin adopting plant-based diets. By 2073, the world will be almost entirely vegan. And by 2075, that's all anybody's going to be talking about, Lamar, because mm. it's the typical diet among the, this gen, like disease, this generation. And so as more and more people lean that way, what will happen is food manufacturers will go, oh, yeah, the millennials and Gen Z, they like the Impossible Burger and lab-grown meat and all of that. So they're going to be pushing, pushing, pushing those products into the marketplace. And millennials and Gen Z are not just focused on like environmental stuff. They're focused on animal welfare. And this is a big, big group of people. So, Lamar, let me ask you again. Mm. How long would you like to live? Because I know this ain't going to work for you. Man, I, listen, here's my problem. Meat-based, I mean, a plant-based meat. Listen, turkey bacon is still made out of meat, but it ain't bacon. I can't imagine what plant-based I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I can't listen. Listen, I'm, ref, I refused to get into the whole craft beer thing. People say, well, you'll get used to it. If you, you just work on it, you'll get, no, no, no. I don't need to get used to anything. I'm a grown ass man. I, I, I don't need to add something to my life that I'm not looking for. I'm not wanting to get used to eating plant-based stuff either. No, I, I'll be checking for out. I'll be for checking me, out. you know, I was a, I was a vegetarian uh, for a long time. I remember it. I remember. And I got it. I, I got pregnant with Olivia, and I was dreaming at night about turkey sandwiches. It was crazy. My body must have just needed protein, or I don't know what happened. But I eat a pretty heavy vegetarian diet now, with meat sometimes, or like a little bit of meat. So like you know, a small piece of chicken on a giant bowl of vegetables. But here's something that I, and I know it's psychological. Like I know it's in my head. Um, I don't like the fake meat. I don't like the, I've not had any plant-based meat that I wasn't like, mm, there's something just not quite right here. Like rather than eat an impossible burger, I, I'll just have something else. 
Do you know what yeah. I mean? I, and I'm not against vegetables. I'm not against them. I like vegetables. So like you say, if I can't get the meat, I, I will eat the vegetable. But but the the don't try to make it look like it's a hamburger when it's not, because it's not. Now where don't are you it. on where are you on lab grown meat? Because lab grown no. meat, I mean, if we can scaffold the proteins and amino acids and sugars to make a chicken breast in the lab, what do you think? Look. Then you're taking away the chickens' jobs. The chickens oh, have a job. They have a job. You know, the chickens would be like, what are you doing? This is what we do. I mean, I don't want to do that. Listen, I think there's too much lab-grown stuff anyway. I like, I like, you know, like real food, real stuff. I don't like, you know. I wish I had the guts to raise chickens and eat them, but I don't, I don't want to kill the chickens. My neighbors have chickens, and... um. I was, they have this like little squadron of tiny dogs that look like barking bedroom slippers. They're so cute. And they walk yeah. them at night with headlamps and everything. It's hilarious. And uh, I saw them the other night and stopped to chat. And they were like, hey, do you eat eggs by any chance? And I do. I eat, I eat eggs all the time. Yeah. They were like, we've got chickens. And the chickens are really producing. They moved down here from up north and, so may, and brought their chickens with them. So maybe the chickens are enjoying the weather. I don't know. <laughs> but these chickens are going to town. <laughs> The thing for me is, like, I like certain kinds of meat, but if I can't have them, I'll just eat all the other stuff. Now, my husband, Lamar, will say to me, woman, you know, we should we should eat a lot more, like, just meals that are based on vegetables. Oh, okay. Problem is, I put the plate of vegetables in front of him, he pokes around, and he goes, is there any bacon in here? Well, no, baby, because that. <laughs> I love a salad if it's got some bacon bits yeah. in it. Baby, baby, bacon, bacon doesn't, you know, grow on a tree. Well, how about some? Then he'll throw something like right out of Little House on the Prairie at me. He'll go, "How about some streakily?" I'm sorry, what? Oh, streakily. Oh, I love. Yeah. yeah. What is that? I love streakily. It's fat back, but it's got a streak of lean in it. Uh, but okay. it's fat back. Oh, a streak oh, yeah. of lean. Uh, yeah. You know what, yeah. Lamar? Yeah. You know what? Why don't you come and live with him and let me have Carla? I think all four of us would be happier. God almighty. It's Bob and Sherry. Every so often, every once in a while, you stumble across a story that absolutely blows your mind and makes you rethink everything in your whole life. And this is one of those kind of stories. So there's a contest every year um, to name America's top young scientists. It's called the Young Scientist Challenge. And the company 3M sponsors it. And I want to shout out the winner, America's top young scientist. He's 14 years old. Um, His name is Herman. I think it's pronounced Beckley. Herman Beckley, he's a ninth grader in Annandale, Virginia. This 14-year-old boy created a soap that fights skin cancer. It treats skin cancer. So if you have been diagnosed with skin cancer, Herman's 14-year-old Herman Beckley's soap will treat it. Mm. He infused medicinal soap with three ingredients that have been found to reactivate certain cells that generate an immune response to combat skin cancer. Oh, but wait, there's more. Not only does this child's 
soap help fight skin cancer, but he is able to produce each bar for just 50 cents compared to the standard medical treatment for skin cancer that tends to run about $40,000 or more. I just sit with that for a hot minute, please. Just sit with that. Unbelievable. Here is what 14-year-old Herman Beckley said. He said that skin cancer is found a lot in people living, living in developing countries. Now, the average price for the surgery and the follow-up treatment for skin cancer is 40 grand and up. Herman said, I was devastated by the idea of people choosing between cancer treatment and putting food on the table for their families. There are so many preventable deaths. So he said, I started researching skin cancer, and I learned about these cells that help protect the skin by boosting the skin's immune response. So I decided that I would make a soap that would... um, activate these specific cells, which then join up with the white blood cells to attack the skin cancer cells. He's 20, again, he's 14 years old. Are you following me here? God, I'd love to invest in this kid. Oh my gosh, because, He said, I call my product SCTS, and you can use it to every couple of days um, after you've been diagnosed. He has been named America's top young scientist. With it, he um, gets a $25,000 prize. He said he's going to use that to get his soap patented and then save the rest for college. Now, I know you're thinking that this child wants Mm. to grow up to be like a doctor, right? No, he wants to be an electrical engineer. Oh, Thank, thank you. Sure, sh- sh- I thought for a moment you said he wants to grow up to be an influencer. I thought you were oh going to say. Oh, God, no. I was so, <laughs> I, can I tell you how relieved I was that you told me it was yeah. electrical engineering? Engineer here's, sounds a lot better. <laughs> here's what he said. Again, he's 14. I'm going to read his words to you. This, he is 14 years old. He said, I envision myself leading a team of professionals in the development of innovative electrical systems that will help shape the future of technology. Alongside my professional success, I hope to have a fulfilling personal life with a loving family and a strong network of friends. I also hope that I have given back to my community by mentoring aspiring engineers and supporting initiatives that promote STEM education. Um, that sounds I want you, just like one of my kids at 14. Yeah, yeah mine too. I, I want you to think about what you were like at 14, what your kids were like at 14. Yeah. This was me at 14. If Stephen Underwood does not ask me to homecoming, I will die in my sleep. <laughs> I was not even uh, remotely mm. engaged in this kind of thing. No. But think about this. He didn't just start thinking like this at 14. He had no. to be thinking like this at 8, 9. To, I mean, you know what I'm saying? To get to this point at 14. I'm going to grab the wheel of this car and I'm going to take a hard, sharp yanking right into spooky town with what I'm about to say. See, this is why I lean hard on reincarnation because you'll find these kids that are prodigies, but beyond prodigies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I know this is not something, this bunch of hoodoo to you, Lamar, but <laughs> this is a prodigy. You don't. That doesn't insult me. I know. No, but you know what? Listen. In, in a I weird can't. way. 
it makes me feel so much better about myself when I realize this kid's just been through more times than I have, you know? Yeah, yeah. This kid was uh, oh. Nikola Tesla in his last life, Max, and you, and the three of us were Larry, Moe, and Curly. We're doing the best we can. Hey, hey Sherry, I don't know that we've evolved that far. <laughs> That's what, I'm thinking this is my first run through. I, I, I'm hoping Max, the next six times I run through gets better. I think we have improved. I mean, how long has it been since one of us poked you in the eye and said, why I oughta? <laughs> yeah, I got my hand under my chin now. <laughs> Congratulations, Herman yeah. Beck, the young scientist. Yes. You have a child, Herman. I think it predestines them to do great things, adult things as a child. Oh, if only I'd known. It's Bob and Sherry. (laughs) Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. All right. The authorities would like you to be aware of the number one phone scam in the country right now that a lot of people are getting caught with. Okay, I've it's come to my phone probably a dozen times in the last month or so. It's the delivery text setup scam. So you'll be just cruising through your day and you'll get a text message. It's, ne- it's seldom an email. It's usually a text. A text message that pretends it's from the U.S. Postal Service. And the message says, click here. Your package can't be delivered oh, yes. until yep. you update ah, your address. You've seen that, right? I've also yep. gotten it from UPS and FedEx. FedEx. So yes. the scammers are using all of the shippers. Probably DHL is in there, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, if you click that link, first of all, don't. Okay? Don't. Because it's a phishing scam. And they're going to ask for you to create um, like a, an account. Or they're going to ask for you to log into an existing account. Don't do it. The post office never sends you a link. You might get a real text from the post office or UPS or FedEx, but they'll never send you a link that says click here for more information. So absolutely, absolutely don't do it. And if you're in doubt, like if you're wondering, is this legitimate or not? Um, And you know you ordered something from Amazon or Kohl's or Target or wherever. They say, go to the place where you made the purchase, sign into your account, and check on your orders. That's where you'll find a tracking yeah. number. And you've yep. probably noticed, Lamar and Max, both of you, that you're getting these when you know you haven't ordered anything that's being delivered yeah. by FedEx. Yeah. Yeah. So be very, very careful because once you click that link, they can install this nasty, malicious code on your vice that steals everything from your bank account to your credit card numbers. Please do not click those links. It's Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. 
Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.